Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mixtape Mixtape. Podcast Podcast. I'm your host, Julia. And I'm your host, Mike. In each episode, we pick a topic and make you an old school mixtape. What is this week's topic, Julia? We are singing loud, singing proud with all our divas. Divas? What's a diva? It's a female version of a hustler. Or a female opera singer. Either way. Either one. Gotcha. Julia, it's diva time. I'm always so thankful you choose to do another episode of this podcast with me. (laughs) I'm glad we're still on this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was talking to my therapist about this uh, the other day, actually, and she's Uh like, you say yes way too much. I'm like, I really do. (laughs) I I told you. Really do. (laughs) I was like, I think I even gave you an out. I'm like, if you need to focus on band stuff, let me know. I'm well, out of ideas we don't know what's coming. Anyways. I mean, I'm, it might maybe not band stuff. It might be like bar business stuff and other things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, I always got time for championship ER talk. Now, if you want to do that <gasps> podcast, that has a direction. What, what a rough day it's been. Another beloved character on oh. ER has died. Oh. And it's hard. Uh, it's you hard. You get attached. You get attached. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar, we're referring to our brand new podcast, Championship ER Talk. <laughs> Uh, that comes out uh, once quarterly. It's going to take us forty-seven years to get through it. <laughs> like you did one a quarter, you know it would take you ninety-five years to get through uh, <laughs> the entire series of VR. I would assume. I mean, it's it only just four means we're going to be friends for the next couple years. You know, seriously, seriously, um, yeah, seriously. No, if we actually did champion, uh, everybody's tuning out right now because they're like, I don't yeah. want to hear about VR. Uh, champion, if you did actually did championship VR talk and you did one a week. You would have like you would only go through like how many two seasons a year, like there's so yeah, many episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like twenty two like episodes, twenty two episodes a season. I'm on Jeez. the last season finally, um, but it was a rough start to the season. Yeah, rough start. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. very bummed. Well, anyway, let's talk about divas. We won't talk about. It. I won't bore the people. Um, I know. Or actually, what's going on with you guys? You guys had a really good stay free recordings. Had a really good uh, week last week. We did. Thank you to everyone. If you're listening and bought a record, it was really rad. Um, I did not because they were sold out. So <laughs> they sold out in about ninety minutes. It was yeah. amazing. Hey, dude, I didn't buy it right when I got up. I was gonna check emails first, have a cup uh-huh. of coffee, and then I went to buy it. And it was like, asked out. Sorry, guy. I was like, okay. Wow, <laughs> Tim Armstrong and Matt Freeman and Fletcher. Fletcher. Uh, yeah. they, it's like they push records, man. Like people love those dudes, I guess. Totally. So. And like we always, there's always that pessimist in you when you're starting a project that no one's going to give a shit about what you're doing. Yeah. yeah totally. And we're like, ah, it, we're, it's not going to sell. We even did 500 copies instead of our normal 200 copies that we like swore we would only ever. And you do. were sweating it, like, oh, yeah. why we're going to eat these 300 copies on this yeah. thing? Yeah. And it completely sold out super fast. So 
Um, like Mike said, Tim, Fletcher, Matt, um, they have a super group, I guess you could say, called The Crew. And mm-hmm. they released a new single last week called One Voice. Um, and we released their single on vinyl, 7-inch vinyl. And it completely sold out. Um, the It was part of... A chari- it was done um, for a group called Muzak, um, which Mike and I have both gone to the Muzak uh, carnivals. I've, su- I think I've supported them many times yeah. with buying yeah. art pieces, and I paid four hundred dollars for a dance assigned dance craze record, and I and I had to outbid live Tim Armstrong and Shepard Perry. <laughs> so I had to look at Shepard finally and be like, "Come on, dude." Like stop! Like stop bidding this thing up. I don't have as much money as you do. You, you walked away with your chest puffed out a little bit more that day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, I don't know. still got yeah. that record, so that's fine. <laughs> but Music is a great organization, and they work with um, to teach low-income, um, poor areas, and send them musical instruments, teach them how to play instruments, sing, all that stuff. And so the B-side is like a kids group that's part of the organization. They covered a song. And that's so, awesome. And and uh, if I, Donick, who started that, was a, was a screenwriter, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. Like, I don't know if it was Community or, or one of those. He uh, wrote for The Simpsons. The so Simpsons. he did yes. like okay. the monorail episode, like right. all okay, those cool. big episodes. And then he wrote for New Girl was another big oh, cool. show that he did. Yeah, uh, yeah so... Um, and how he told to me years ago when I talked to him about it briefly at one of these events was that, you know, he's from, I think he said he was from Nantucket, uh, a little island off the coast of Rhode mm-hmm. Island, Massachusetts. And, uh, and the suicide rate was really high there among teenagers. Oh. And mm-hmm. so he thought, well, what can we give, give teenagers a little bit of hope, like give them something to express themselves with and gave them a bunch of guitars and they did that and expanded out into other schools and prisons and things. Um, which is awesome. I mean, you know what? Mus- playing music really saved uh, my life for sure. Like for sure. I'm sure. You know? Yeah. You know, growing up with no options and and you know being uh, in in that part of Anaheim at the time. I mean, there were school shootings, all these things that were happening. It's like you know, me and my friends, we got together and just decided to play music, and that was all encompassing. Like that's all we did. You know, mm-hmm. which is rad, and still do. I mean, you know, so. So it's a really great charity. It's a really great charity, yeah. I think, and uh, it's a great one to partner with for sure. So good on you guys and good for making some money for them. I think that's great. Yeah, it was um, fun. And um, we actually have a next release. I think we've been we've mentioned it before. It'll be released next Friday, which is. Is it Bite Me Bambi? Did you guys take a Bite Me Bambi song and do it? I don't yeah, know. I did a bootleg. Awesome. Cool. Um all the proceeds Surprise. Go, to, go to Biden VM me? No? Uh, okay. <laughs> what was that, John? Huh? Huh? Um, that? No. Next week on June 4th, Friday, we're releasing Boom Bap Kids. So oh, the, they yeah. are they are a, a DJ, a puppet DJ group that you'll see on Twitch. Um, and it's involved. Uh, it, the, there's a really uh, cool like street artist. Uh, Angry Wobots is... A part of that group um you'll recognize them he does they do a lot of like pandas you'll see oh, yeah yeah okay um in their art so yeah we're doing a release with them and you get a couple of cool things come along with the record so check it out follow us at stay free recordings on instagram or find us on Bandcamp stay free recordings for any newness that's right. what about you michael well, we have a show we've announced. Uh, we, we haven't announced yet, but by the time this airs, it will have announced. Uh, 
So, Friday morning, um, you're, you'll be listening to this Friday morning, and Friday morning we're announcing a show at the Garden Amphitheater in Garden Grove uh, with uh, Bybee Bambi and uh, the triumphant reunion of the band, the 90s ska band The Scholars will be playing, which I'm very That's excited rad. to see. Yeah. And also Scott, Scott Kloppenstein, who is in The Scholars as well, but he mm-hmm. is uh, he has his own Twitch show. Uh, you may know him as the... Um, trumpet player and singer uh from real big fish uh so mm-hmm. he will be playing as well uh that day and uh one of my favorites a a local um reggae kind of punk band uh from whittier called the ruffalos who uh it, it contains a, a very good friend of mine who uh, played drums in my superhero back like 10 years ago so uh it's a really really cool lineup and we have a bunch that are that to be announced um, we're actually getting some drag queens probably to host it, which would be really I fun. I love it. Um, I and love it already. Trying to get as inclusive as possible. So mm-hmm. uh, all ages, kids are welcome. Um, bar with ID, like, you know, whatever. Uh, all outside. So, you know, they'll having, they're going to have social distancing protocols and things if you choose. But to be honest, the, the county is at a yellow. So yeah. uh, it's, it's basically business as usual and mass optional. It's like it, yeah. Yeah, at that point. Uh, but we're going to have food trucks and uh, just make it like a really fun night. It's actually kind of an early night. It starts at 530. It's on a Friday. Oh, it's Friday the 13th, August 13th. Cool. And uh, so if you wear a Jason mask, you get a free gift. <laughs> and it's going to be a, <laughs> cool. uh, yeah, it's going to be just a fun kind of uh, kind of uh, jaunt. And then if you're a Twitch uh, follower of By Me Bambi, you get actually, you can buy your tickets now. Uh, a few days before and uh, there's a whole weekend of events that go along um, with that weekend since that's the shows on a Friday we're going to do something special on a Saturday and possibly Sunday as well so we have people that are coming in from all over the country and uh, we're uh, because of the you know because of Twitch they're fans of ours and what a better time to come to Southern California than August, you know, in yeah. summertime. It's going to be really nice. <laughs> That's and, actually uh, cool theater to play at, especially is, yeah. in the evening. It's mm-hmm. nice and cool in August. It you won't get that be... breeze that comes yeah. through at night, and it's just really nice. And and if you're from a place that, you know, let's say has 85% humidity and you come to Southern California, it's like, oh, it's hot, but it's definitely doable. Like, I can hang out oh, in this. Yeah. I can't. It's not like it's oppressive. That sounds so, like it's going to be fun. It's going to be a cool, like, welcome back to concerts and that's the kind of the point was uh the ska community and the music community we want to make it like a family because in the 90s when we a lot of us played ska music or punk rock music or whatever jazz at the time uh, a lot of bands would play together Mm -hmm. and it would be cool we were all kind of like a family and that's why when you talk to anybody from that scene they know 15 people that are in other bands or that are gone on to do other things big things you know um tell us one one guy who was in a ska band in the 90s manages billy eilish Uh, Mm -hmm. another guy records you know did half of madonna's last album you know it's like Mm -hmm. uh not to mention playing you know playing with jack white play, you know other people like they're they're just career musicians and and we desperately want to uh, create that community again um and by the same token bring some people back from the old times and then have some new acts too that you may not have seen and we're just going to welcome everybody they can all come out and, and have a really good time with us and it's cheap it's 15 bucks you may as well do that and come out and have a good time so awesome uh, yeah so wait. uh you can go to bitemebambi.com in our merch section you can buy tickets there or you can go to the venue, uh, to the Garden Amp. Um, you just Google the Garden Amp in Garden Grove, and they will have like a 
ticket fly or event bride or something like that where you can buy tickets there as well uh, or if you know if you're local and you you can hit up the band and say hey man i don't feel like paying fees on my tickets and we'll sell you a ticket for no fees 15 bucks we'll just meet you somewhere it is what it is sick bro we're gorilla like that we just go out and do it we're in the streets maybe i'll <laughs> so, come over and buy tickets then oh you I'll should force that'd be, myself that'd be awesome. on your house and buy tickets. it'd be great to have people buy tickets uh just to support we're, I, we're trying to do it for the venue too like no guest list like yes. you know no press this is a big thing. like yeah let's just let's um, get these venues back to living yeah. and eating again now you know? now that shows are back on and yeah. things are opening up and happening don't ask to be put on a guest list don't yeah. be that person. Don't be the guy that's like, hey, man, I really love your band. I'm really yeah. good friend. And you're really good friends with the singer, and you're like, so, uh, what's up? Can you get it's, me in? It's like, not just the band. Like, yeah. yes, members of the band may have day jobs, whatever, but people who work at the venues work at the venues. And right. they've suffered greatly this past year plus. So you're supporting the venue just as much as you are the band so yeah for buy sure. a ticket for sure buy a ticket buy a ticket for the next couple of years you know what i mean like don't try to weasel your way in or sneak yeah. in or whatever you're gonna do so uh yeah anyway that's all i got with that and then we're actually recording uh this weekend so we're gonna have some new content uh coming out some, some old songs some new songs uh co- a cover song so we're gonna be doing uh doing all kinds of stuff we're actually uh in the midst of doing a treatment for a video and they told me that this video is it's kind of a mic video because it's going to have um, scooters and roller skating pe- dancers in it and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's rad. So Cute. those of you who have a scooter, hit me up and we can get you in the video. Hello. Julia, Ju- you too. You and you and John can both can both be in the video. And Can uh, I wear roller skates while I drive my scooter? That, that is on you, baby. That seems super safe. That's on you, baby. All right. <laughs> all <laughs> all right, right. Let's get to the divas. Let's okay, get to these so divas. I can't stop thinking about divas ever since I played Celine Dion in our last mini so Hello, it's me. I they love all, divas. They all introduce themselves like that. I, I love a diva. If you were Adele, would you just do that all the time? Like if you go to the Gap, you're like, hello, uh-huh. it's me, Adele. I want She's... chinos in a size 28. <laughs> <laughs> She's super funny. She's also lost a sick ton of weight. Does and... she really? Yeah, she's sick weight loss, bro. Sick weight loss. But I saw her in concert. Um, Some friends got us tickets, and we. I remember you went. That was like when it was like the way sought after one. Then you got really good seats. We were like in the front row. It was nice. Damn, son. But um, she's. And I was like this. Hello from the other side. (laughs) Meaning of the pillar. (laughs) Meaning like out of the building and across town, eating tacos Mm -hmm. in the street. Basically, that's how it was. Yeah. Um, anyway. No, she's hilarious. She's like, "Why are you guys here to watch me sing super depressing songs on a Saturday night?" Like, <laughs> don't you have anything better to do with your yeah. time? You know, like the way she talks. Uh-huh. It's, it's crazy. I love watching. Uh, there's nothing better than a uh, person who is genuine. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're putting airs up for the same reason that I hate. Like, I we went off. I went off on Third Eye Blind that time that I went and saw him, and the guy <laughs> yeah. was like so pretentious. Mm-hmm. Like, dude. For every reason that you're like that and people hate you, Adele is the exact opposite and people love her, mm-hmm. you know, because they feel like she wrote these songs even though she may not have, but she's such a personable person and a yeah. real person. People love her. They love her voice and then they find out she's rad and they're like, now they're, now they're cold They're in it. They're yep. in it. Like they believe in their disciples of Adele and it's, <laughs> it's, it's not hard. I mean, people don't, people don't care what you know till they know that you care. 
mm-hmm. as as they would say in in nonprofit America, which I used to have some stuff. What haven't you done? I know. Anyway, I'm anyway. gonna name. I'm gonna name things, and you tell me yes or no. Okay. Next let's episode. Go. Okay. Next. Oh, next episode. Yeah, I gotta no, put a list together. I don't think I'll be doing a next episode. <laughs> Oh, now you tell me. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. All right. Oy uh, anyway. Okay. This Anyways, is how it happens. Divas. I'm championship ER talker. I'm nothing. That's, that's all this now. Hey, I will go back and watch all those episodes if we truly do this all right. again. All right. Championship um, ER talk with a music. And then and then we do championship ER talk and then talk about music during that. And that'd be amazing. You know, it's interesting. In the later seasons, they play like timely music right yeah yeah no i know yeah. and it's just like the most basic white dido. person music it's like dido ever. Yeah. yeah it is dido no for sure and, and not the eminem version just the regular no, dido, just version. The dido version yeah. yeah yeah that's exactly it duncan chic i am barely breathing oh that's what <laughs> we like need to do song. put that on the list 90s adult contemporary bands music you play, you, yeah you could play Elevator duncan music? chic you could play a band like dog's eye view the Lemonheads. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of their songs, the the radio songs, Liz Fair probably no, I don't know. No, Indigo Girls. Uh, Not right? probably Indigo Girls. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything that'd be on a sale. Like, if it was on a CD from the Gap in the '90s, because they used to sell CDs mm-hmm. at the Gap, then it could fit on the adult contemporary one. If All you right. heard it in a Mervyn's, then in a Mervyn's, come on, yeah. man. You, uh, you know what CD I bought at Mervyn's? They used to sell CDs at Mervyn's. Yeah, Real Big Fish was on a comp that I bought there. It was like a Save the Ocean type album, and Real wow, Big I Fish didn't know was Mervin's on it. Had that. For those of yeah. you who don't know, Mervin's was like a um, department store, like a proper department store. It had departments, yes. actual yep. departments, mm-hmm. an escalator and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you either went to the one in Garden Grove, which you probably did, on Garden Grove Boulevard and Harbor. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you went to the one in Anaheim Plaza, which was the... Nice. No, one. we went to the one in Huntington Center, which is now oh, the Bellaterra. Gotcha. That's Bellaterra, yeah. We yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the one in um you get to an age where you're too cool to want to even be seen in a Mervins. Uh True. and uh I remember going into the seventh grade and getting all of my clothes for school at Mervins and having no problem with it. Like, oh this is yeah. great. And then in the eighth grade being like Oh my God! I cannot be seen in the Mervins. <laughs> like it just went over that quick. Like it yeah. was that fast, so you, you know. So you moved Acid to JCPenney instead. Yeah. So no, I actually. What did I do? I didn't. You know what? When I started having a job, so like a regular job, I was probably sixteen, mm-hmm. and my friends drove and stuff. A lot of my friends, like my friends, worked at PacSun, uh, you know, and they worked in the mall, Aeropostale or whatever. They worked in the mall. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would go there, and I remember buying my own school clothes and uh, spending like, like I remember saving like two or three hundred dollars to buy school clothes, and just not re- realizing I didn't know how to dress myself. Like I came out <laughs> with white denim and weird striped shirts. I'm like, am I a girl? Like, why am I wearing this stuff? Like, you know. And then Aww. I re- and then I had to find my own style, but that was mm-hmm. part of it. You know, that was part of growing up. So see, we were like such babied, sheltered kids. Like my mom bought all my clothes until I started making some like in the end of high school but like Mervyn's wore nothing but Union Bay and Arizona I think those were the two big brands that we wore all the yeah, time Bugle Boy Bugle Boy were for me OP OP as well. Bugle Boy yeah. Bugle Boy had this uh and, and you know what's funny is I used to do commercials when I was like or acting when I was a kid 
And I, I, I found a headshot and I mm-hmm. promptly stowed it away in my like secret storage <laughs> where no one will find it. But it's a headshot of me and I'm wearing this like it's like a red acid washed like button up shirt. <gasps> red acid and, wash. Oh, red acid wash, man. It was yeah, and I remember buying that at Mervin's before the the headshot. My mom didn't know any other place. Like if if I wanted skate shoes or mm-hmm. I wanted to go to like like Tilly's or, or I don't mm-hmm. know, Tilly's wasn't a thing then, but um whatever. Like no. No, we go to Marvin's. <laughs> yeah. You know, or or she'd be like, oh, you're growing too fast. We need to go and get this stuff. And she'd buy it like a size too big, you know, whatever, oh, just because you're growing. No. You know, it's like, yeah. But you'd so. still have to wear it when it didn't really fit. And then, yeah. uh, and then we, yeah, exactly. And then we found the outlets. Like we could go to Ross mm-hmm. or, uh, and those things. And that, I remember mm-hmm. that would being a big deal. But uh, anyway, why are we talking for 22 minutes about... I don't know. Nostalgia. Just, this is nostalgia. everything we talk about before the, the podcast. So we just make a little make a note. Like if you want to catch up with us and just have some background stuff, 22 minutes, great. 22. After that, we get to the divas. I'll, I'll put it in the, the, the notes on Instagram. Hey, just skip ahead. You know, we're just we're, we're doing this for you. It's not really yeah. for us. It's for you. It's a service. I'm going to go first. Anyways. I'm going to go to divas. I'll go first. Yes. I'll go first. Since you already have your... There's some episodes that are mine. There's some episodes that are Julius. Let's just this be real. is definitely mine. This episode. is definitely Julius. Yeah. So, but uh, I really like this artist and I really like the song. She's a badass piano player and she's a diva. I think. I mean, just she's beautiful and she writes great music. Uh, got a great voice. She's got some swag. So, Alicia Keys. Here's no one. Have you ever heard of her? Uh, never. Thank you for introducing me to this uh, world-renowned artist. I appreciate that. <laughs> Top 40 artist. Um, no, Alicia's cool. I like that she's at this point where it's her thing not to wear makeup. And I think that's what makes her a diva because a diva has a thing. And okay. multiple So she doesn't wear makeup things. at all? Even when she performs? No, she doesn't wear makeup. No. Okay. She, Whatever, she's man, been to like... I think she's gone to like Grammy shows no without makeup and stuff. So she's like, the Jamie Lee Curtis of Divas? <laughs> it's her shtick at this point. <laughs> Do you remember when Jamie Lee Curtis did that where she like wore it was appeared in a magazine as and this is she's probably in her forties at this time, but um still kind of a star, I guess. But she had sorry, just drink club soda and that was a bad idea. Um <laughs> so oh god. And so uh it had half of her like made up and the other half not. And it mm-hmm. kind of showed. It's kind of brave because it kind of showed, like, yeah, I'm old. Here are my wrinkles. Here's this. Here's blemishes. Yeah. Whatever. And good for her. You know, I thought that was cool. So same with Alicia Keys. I mean, I guess it's kind of easier when you're pretty, like, really pretty like Alicia exactly. Keys. Exactly. <laughs> she has access you know? to, like, really top-notch skincare. And just because she's not wearing makeup, I don't know if it's her stance not to get work done on Filler. her face. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, who knows? So who knows? It's, isn't that, wouldn't that be kind of like you know sex with mormons like where it's like well it only counts if it's in the v but not in the other places oh yeah okay Mm -hmm. all right well what do you got um this is my number one favorite diva of all time i was listening to her all day today and i just love her she is it's mariah carey she's like the epitome of 
a diva. What's her she... name? Don't they call her something else? Isn't her name like Mimi? Mimi. There it is. Mimi. Okay. That's what my. So I have very specific playlists, and I have playlists for different artists, uh-huh. and I have a Mimi playlist. So it's all my favorite Mariah Carey songs. But she's got the vocal range. She can sing, and I don't think anyone's ever been able to like sing like Mariah Carey, except for maybe Ariana Grande. But I find Ariana Grande annoying. I know nothing so. about her. Ariana Grande. Right? I know she Absolutely just got married. Nothing. That's about it. Don't even know that. Like I, I yeah. couldn't name you a song. I know what she sort of looks like, uh, but I don't. I, you know, it's and it's 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 crazy as as you get older. It's like, you know, I like to think that I listen to all different types of music. And yeah. and I'm there. Her Selena Gomez, they could be the same person. I would have no idea. Like you know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is crazy. So and I don't know her music. I know of her as a celebrity, but I yeah. don't know her music because it's just I, there's nowhere where that would come up for me uh, right. to tune into it. But we're gonna play "Hero" by Mariah Carey because shows her range. And then a hero comes along. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Mariah Carey's ridiculously talented. You know, yeah. she she actually Mariah Carey is so talented and how talented, <laughs> how talented is, she? is she? She is so talented that um, I bought her record. Like I bought her CD when I was a kid. When I was all into punk rock and stuff and doing, all, mm-hmm. I, I ended up buying her record because her voice was so good and uh, just the range that she had was crazy. Um, I just think her personally, her personal life is just kind of tragic. You know, like yeah. I, uh, sure. She, you know, she dated. Uh, she was married to Tom Matola, from who was the head of Sony. He was uh, a much older man, right? Much older man. Yeah. Much older man, and he lavished her. I mean, they discovered her, or they and our guy did, and then he signed her basically, and, mm-hmm. and made her the flagship of their of their label um, for many many years. But yeah, basically, it was talking about how she was so young and was kind of not held prisoner, but just groomed. you know he was a much older yeah groomed and 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 kind of like the uh, what's that fairy tale the princess and the pea or whatever where she was like she was um uh, in this multi you know multi-acre estate in new jersey lived there forever and you'll see it in her work like she she ended up flipping out and being done with that in the late 90s i think and then mm-hmm. obviously all of a sudden her songs get more suggestive and they she's starting to work with different producers and yep. jermaine dupree and all these people and her music absolutely changed from there and she kind of became more of a diva because she wasn't such a wholesome girl anymore you know mm-hmm. what i mean she was a woman who was like you know sexy and like yeah want to do that, and she so. owned it too like right um yeah and obviously not obviously but like i've heard that she can't really keep that range anymore like i i don't think there would be a way to sing still be able to sing the way she does so many years after she's been yeah no around um, just knowing a little bit about music and the and the voice it's she sings like she has like nodes on her voice. I don't know, just it's something it like that, right? Really yeah. bad. And and you know what? Uh, there was that thing that came out with her a few years ago where it was like the the li- the direct feed from the board. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not that bad. 
like her voice her voice sounded terrible there but i have a suspicion that there were screaming fans and she had no monitors and she couldn't hear herself because if you can't hear yourself you have no point of reference of where your voice is so you know she she's not nearly that bad but do do i i absolutely think that she has got vocal cord problems you know probably sincerely uh but anyway but you know who cares? She's gonna have a career the rest of her life, singing yeah. Christmas songs, like doing whatever, you know. So oh, and that's what makes I think her a diva is like she's transitioned. She started out as this artist. She became a actress. What was that movie? Geely, Gigi, something oh, like that. You can't count that, can you? I know, I know. <laughs> I didn't see it, but it got it got pretty yeah. much lambasted. Or glitter everywhere. was it glitter? It was I don't glitter. The I name. think it was glitter. Honey, then... it was honey. <laughs> honey was the name of the honey was the name of the was yes. And um, then, you know, she had a Christmas song and she's been riding the wave of that Christmas song for years and good for her. Good for Why her. Why do you want to work anymore? Hell yeah, you dude. Can do it. Screw it. Do it. And then, you know, and then you have a residency in Vegas. Pff, why that's, not? That's another factor for being a diva. Have you yeah, yeah, totally. been in you Vegas got, right, for right. a year? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go on. Um, I absolutely love this artist. I, uh, I've loved her since I was a little kid. Like, she's really, I don't know what about her voice was you know, just strong and kind of, um, I don't know, kind of almost a little edgier than, than, uh, mm-hmm. somebody, but it's Annie Lennox. Uh, okay. I love the Eurythmics. I think they did great work in the eighties. I think Dave Stewart is pretty amazing as a producer. Um, and Annie Lennox voice is just, she's great, but I, I actually was driven to tears, which I think is a, a mark of a, of a diva. I can't find the actual recording. It was the, the unplugged recording she did of no more. I love you's. Um, but I'm going to play one that's off of, uh, her Medusa record. I think it's, I don't, I don't know what it's from any actually, but it's no more. I love you's by Annie Lennox. It's, I, I really love it. She's got such a great voice, but here it is. unconventional diva but i really like her and i uh never knew the name of that song i always knew that song but i never knew the name of it or that it was annie lennox so yeah she's had such a storied career uh where you know with grammys and stuff or and her marriage to dave stewart um in the 80s was you know they were kind of a, a big deal and he dave stewart has gone on to produce everybody you know he's really i mean he actually I don't know if it's the same Dave Stewart, but there's a Dave Stewart that makes like keyboard components and stuff now. I don't know if it's him, hmm. but uh, it's crazy. He, uh, you know, uh, yeah, in, for in England and and at that time she was a kind of a big deal. But yeah, uh, go on to if you look at her other stuff. Uh, she has an album called Medusa where she uh, does cover songs of uh, other people, and that's really good as well. So anyway, Annie Lennox, there it is. Who is next for you? I'm just gonna get her out of the way. Okay. No, that's not fair to say. No, we'll do it. We're going to do Dolly Parton. Are you haikus? Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's my new thing uh, for the summer. Dolly Parton. Okay. She is the apple of my eye. I love her. I just bought a giant memoir that she wrote. It's song by song of hers, a memoir. So well, I'm excited to read that. socks on a rooster. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
but here is here is here you come again Ooh, good one i like this one Parton um I think that her music is timeless like uh, you yeah. could hear that and that's clearly recorded in the 70s mm-hmm. uh, just based on the production value and the horns and the way it's arranged but you could listen to that today that could be you could dance to that in like a Portland strip club you could play that in a hipster bar <laughs> you could play it at a dinner place somebody mm-hmm. could cover it like it's you know she's she's literally timeless and uh and she's got a mystique about her as being the sweetheart but been in the business so long you know she had to crack mm-hmm. some skulls somewhere you know what i mean oh yeah like so she's uh she's really great did uh, you ever listen to dolly parton's america that podcast no but that's my fault like i absolutely want to i told i just it, forgot about yeah. it that yeah. one's really good all right really, we put really a link good. write a note put a link yeah. to that because that's that's something people would really enjoy i've just i can't believe i uh, i lost you, it on that one um really cool who's next who's next uh, who's next i'm gonna do if we're making a cool list how many is that that's four we're at four so far. Ten so more to when go. do you flip the tape? Five or six? Seven. Seven. After, okay. So starting eight is the B side. Okay. So five. Um, I'm going to do Gaga. Why not? But I'm not going to play. I'm going to play A Million Reasons because um, I just think it's a good song. Like, I, I really like it. Uh, I don't like a lot of her music, uh, but she is absolutely a diva. I mean. Oh, any, 1,000%. Any way you slice it. she Let's see. She has her own kind of sense of style. She's kind of quirky. Has, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, was a huge seller 10 years ago, if not still. I mean, I doubt. Still, yeah. Yeah, still probably. She's yeah. acting at this point. She's like, acting. Yeah, exactly. Um, she sang with Tony Bennett. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and she's got a good voice for that. And I like that. Yeah. She has a really good song. She sang it on Saturday Night Live, and I don't know what it is, but... Um, can't remember the song but if you if you're a, a person who likes to look that stuff up she's saying i think it was the first time she was on saturday Night live a song about going to a baseball game with her a yankees game with her dad and it was it's oh. really cool like really cool okay. just just the subtleties of it like you know like talking about the seat numbers and the sections and the way it smelled it's like it was it was like wow that's really that's really new york you know what i mean and she's she's yeah. in new york playing from new york at saturday Night live I don't care if you sell out Madison Square Garden. If you play on Saturday Night Live in New York and you're from New York, it doesn't get any bigger than that, you know. So she clearly is writing her own lyrics. Yeah, like for sure. It for and sure. it's true to her life. Exactly. Um, so yeah. uh, I'm gonna play a million reasons right now. A million reasons, giving me a million reasons about a million reasons. I bow down to pray. I try to make the world seem better. That's a good song. I don't know if I've listened to that song fully, but I feel like is that from the movie A Star Is Born, which I haven't seen also. No, so I no, don't know. that's from the Joanne record. That's the one that she oh. did that was kind of where she'd gone around and played in clubs 
like mm-hmm. for like New York and L.A. and like in like I don't know Lawrence Kansas or wherever it was mm-hmm. uh, Nashville wherever she played, and she kind of like I don't know if it's supposed to be her country record or what, but got it. Um, she was singing that in clubs and stuff. So got it, got uh, that's it. a really good song, really sad diva s kind of ballad, you know. I'm gonna have to listen to that album because yeah. I don't think I, I love the Fame Monster by her, mm, which was I yeah. think the second album, but I never listened to anything after that. Right. Um, so I'll have to go back and give that a shot. Yeah, yeah, at least that song. I mean, I, I think it's uh, the song's pretty solid, and and you know, anytime you get an artist like that that can that is writing with their own voice and being vulnerable about it, mm-hmm. um, I think that's really something special, and that's something that that's what made Len that's what made John Lennon so great, and you know, yeah. Um, Whereas Paul McCartney was more poppy, John Lennon was more real, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, together they're amazing. But uh, but you know to have artists that are that big that could use writers, she could go to the Pharrell, you know, or the Neptunes or yeah. whoever, or Timbaland or whoever, and and get a song, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, yeah. So anyway, there's that. Good choice. Thanks. Um, let's see. Number six. I'm going to go with Whitney Houston just because I love her. I know you do. Did Are you, you going to um, go for the Orange album? The How Will I Know? Yeah. You're going to go for How Will I Know? Yeah. You're going to go for How Will I Know? Did I guess yeah. it? Oh, yeah. wow. That's <laughs> I rad. love that song. That was like, hey, that, that, that actually, that song um is a good track one. Like, if you're doing mm-hmm. side ones, track ones, that's a really good one to start that That's a good record. Uh, idea for a mixtape. Okay, next time. Side post, ones, track ones. Post hiatus mixtape. Post hiatus mixtape. <laughs> 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 let's, let's listen to Whitney. <laughs> I, so I said before, I actually, when I was a kid, um, one of the first cassettes I ever bought, I, first cassette I ever really bought on my own was Huey Lewis and the News, mm-hmm. and then the second one was Madonna, uh, was uh, borderline was the one with Borderline on it. No, yeah. it was like a version. And the third one was Whitney Houston, because I had to play, I had to buy music that I could listen to in my mom's car. Like, I couldn't, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, that's the only place I could listen to it. So mm-hmm. um, I, I remember getting the Whitney Houston one, and... I just heard the keyboards on that first track, yeah. and I was like, "That along with the Madonna record, uh, hearing the keyboards on on like like a Virgin and mm-hmm. some of the others." And I remember just thinking, "Wow, that's really cool." Because you know, I was playing the accordion. I was a little kid taking accordion lessons, so it was like that was feasible. I could kind of figure it out. You know, what why I mean? did you so, take accordion lesson? Like, what drove you to the accordion? A salesman was- came to my house. That's it. Oh, really? Yeah, a salesman came to my house and convinced my mom that. Uh, that uh, if I learn the accordion, I can learn any instrument that I want. Like if I if I had that bass and mm-hmm. I learned it early, I could I could learn anything I want. And and he was right. I mean, I play a lot of I play bass. I could play guitar. I play all kinds of things. So it's you know, and I learned it all uh, from the basis of the accordion. So I yeah. love it. Yeah, but I I, I you know th- that those albums and like mm-hmm. being a kid and not knowing it better and not not having a I had an older brother, but he didn't give a shit about me. So I didn't have any, like, I didn't have any uh, real mentors, like, as uh-huh. far as music. So, like, I would watch Kids Incorporated and be like, yeah, I could play keyboards and like, Kids Incorporated. 
You know what I mean? Like, like I could do that. I could do that. That was my dream as a kid. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So looks like we made it. Kids incorporated. (laughs) Uh, Where are we on? Six or is this seven? This is number seven. So this is kind of side A. Last side, last side A. So it's got to be something banging. Um, Not a conventional diva, Mm -hmm. I don't think, but a diva nonetheless. Uh, How about we do? How about we do Kelly Clarkson? Son I guess a she's bitch. a diva. She's a diva. Do- oh no, you do it. That's fine. No, no, no. I, I, you do it. You do it. No, you do no, it. You no, do it. You no. like. You actually like Kelly Clarkson a lot, which I'm very surprised. I don't about. like Kelly Clarkson. I think I she has a good do. voice. I know she, she has a very good. Voice. Good. And, and you know Ke- what? I don't. Here's the thing. She doesn't write her own song, so I'm like, meh. So uh, uh, okay, let's, I get it. Here, how about Lauren play, Hill? I want to play no. Lauren Hill. Okay, play Lauren Hill. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'll play Lauren Hill, and you can play Kelly Clarkson. I was gonna do her at the top of the B side. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Okay. You're gonna play since you've been gone. Are you gonna play? No. Oh, no, you're not play it? Oh, Excuse not. me. Because of you. No? <laughs> I've got. Oh, options. sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. I'm gonna play uh, um, "Do Wop That Thing" with uh, Miss Lauren Hill, which you haven't heard from Lauren Hill in a long time. This album was huge. Like it was huge, uh-huh. huge, right? The Miss and Education. It's so Lauren good. Hill, it's very. I went good back album. and listened to it recently too. <laughs> it is so good. And, and you know, I guess that's she, the way to do it. Do one and done. Mm-hmm. Like just do this. Or yeah, I guess she had the Fuji stuff too. But yeah. after the Fuji, she has her own thing and told Wyclef like, "Hey, here's what's up. I can do a mm-hmm. record too." And and you know, and then she was done. So anyway, here's uh Miss Lauren Hill with uh, "Do Up That Thing." When girls sell their souls because of sin Look at where you be in Hair weaves like Europeans Fake nails dump out Koreans Come again She's totally a diva because isn't she like known for not showing up to her own concerts until yeah, hours yeah, later? Yeah. yeah for so sure, that's diva for status. Sure. But I love this album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I love like all the intros and like Christina was saying during the break, intermissions where she's talking to young girls about yeah, love and all that sure. stuff. Like it's such a good like concept, I guess. Sure. As a whole. Even in that record, even in that record, you know, yeah. do you remember when the cats were on the street and they would sing like this? Like she doesn't remember that. She was probably, you know. She's probably my age, like yeah. you know. What I mean? <laughs> so, but the fact that she put all that in there, and the video was dope too, because it had the back. It, they had her made up like a supreme, and then they had her made up mm-hmm. as current time, and it's just really great, uh, really great record all around. And I like how she she like there's parts of it where she disses a uh, uh, you know um, Wyclef in it, like you know, it's she, she's 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 talented. She's a wordsmith. You can't ask for much more than that. Uh, she's yeah. beautiful, like you know. And then she, uh, I think she has like eight or nine kids now, or something. She, didn't she oh, like really? marry Damian Marley that. or one of the Marleys? Like I, she married one oh, of the Marleys, wow. and she's got a lot of kids. So. That I didn't know. I mean, yeah. I would assume the Marleys had tons of kids. Yeah. Didn't know that yeah. it was they came from. Lauren I think Hill. she did marry one of the Marleys, but I'm not. I'm not positive. But there was another rapper, and I forgot who was it. Nas. Somebody said something about like. Uh, there was a there was a line of rap saying um, no maybe it was Black Eyed Peas where they're saying having more kids than Lauren and uh, it was like just, <laughs> oh, she has like all these kids uh, but whatever so there's that so that's side one of your divas that's side one side one of divas all there right we're gonna start the B side very strong with Kelly Clarkson 
Not since you've been gone, though. It's no, my it's life would not. suck without you because that's a good song. Too. No, that's a really good one too. This is "You Found Me." Oh, okay, nice. Do you know that one? You know that one. Yes. You know that one. Don't lie, this guy. All right. Kelly Clarkson's great. I think she writes, she chooses well, or her handlers choose <laughs> yes. well, or whatever it is. I mean, I only know that because I, I, I watched a 16 minutes like 15 years ago uh, about Clive Davis, and it talked about how he was meeting at the Beverly Hills Hotel with these songwriters to pick a song for Kelly Clarkson, and I was like, mm. Mm, okay, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you can't have it all, you know? What I mean, you can't no. like you got a great voice like that. If you could write great songs too, that's like. That's a real diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be just a, to be a great singer is is enough. I think you know. Anyway, yeah. As long as you choose wisely, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah. If, uh, if yeah. Yeah. No, so yeah. No, go ahead. I don't. I no. Don't, I got nothing. I got nothing. I was gonna say that's like one of those songs where I'm in the car by myself and I just you go for it. That's where yeah. someone driving next to you is gonna give you a weird look for the faces and the movements you're making in your own car yeah well you're going when you go for it and somebody's watching you go for it there's nothing better than to be the watcher because it's like this (laughs) guy's just like yeah they're just Uh, so happy yeah yeah exactly or like in the emo days there were just kids just drumming on their thighs like "Ah, ah," like rocking out (laughs) yeah oh god every boy in high school did that yeah totally exactly i'm not saying i did that but uh yeah totally (laughs) totally totally bro uh, so I know you're going to pick some other artists already. I just know, so I'm not going to play. Okay. Uh, okay. So. Can't wait to not <laughs> pick them. Yeah. So I'll pick Adele because you know you're going to pick some others. So anyway, I'm going to play someone like you just because <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like I love that the song is so good that it gets spoofed in Saturday Night Live about people not crying to it or like wanting to listen to the song alone so they could cry. <laughs> <laughs> like that spoof was there in live was so right on because uh my ex-wife at the time um uh, she would do that she would go she like listened to the song five or six times in a row just mm-hmm. so she could get like she could wow. just cry about it and uh and i was like damn and in the saturday Night live a sketch they did for this it was a thing where a guy was like they all went to the office party and there was a guy alone in his office and he started playing it and he's like uh-huh. singing and like, whatever and they all end up coming back and they all end up singing it because they all have a desire to come. <laughs> They're all trying to get to the office alone so they can sing the song anyway. But I've never done that, but. You've never listened to a song just because you know it, was, it made you sad or. Uh, I don't think anything's, I don't think a song has ever made me cry. What? Yeah. That's crazy talk. I'm You've never heartless. been emotionally invested in a song and had Emotionally a not- invested, but never cried. Wow. Okay. We have All right, well, this is for people who have hearts, and unlike, unlike Julia. So yeah. uh, here it is. Here's Someone Like You by Adele. Try not to cry. Try not to. And if you want to just turn it up and sing because it, it's so much like you and you want to let those tears flow, let them flow, baby. <laughs> Never mind, I'll find someone like you. I wish nothing but the best. Oh. 
I kind of feel like a horrible person that I haven't really cried at a song. I'm trying to justify it. I'm, <laughs> or find... Okay, I will say when Ben Gibbard was doing those um, oh, shows yeah. at the beginning of quarantine, when he's saying, I will follow you into the dark, like that gets to me, but I've, tears haven't come out. But hmm. it, that hit me because it's such a sweet song and he did it acoustic it was just beautiful but it's a very well written song uh yeah and it gets it, that song gets me um just get if you ever lost anyone you know it's like wow it, mm-hmm. it just gets you oh you know but uh yeah i i, I don't know i mean I, dude you might want to unpack some of that like i know and <laughs> oh, no. i think i no, no no i know for sure and so i've scared, noticed this man to experience your feelings man <laughs> in like recent years i started like i don't think i really ever paid attention to lyrics i like the music for the music i think a lot of times and then the lyrics come second so it's been kind of eye-opening in recent years to be like, oh, that's what that song is about? Or, oh, that's what that means? Because I never, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I'm immature, but I just didn't do that. Like, I like the song for the song and the melody and all that stuff. I don't know yeah, what my I, problem you know, is. I, you just, people process things differently, so I don't think, I mean, realistically, I don't think that's an issue, but... Um, there's something to be said to allow yourself to be vulnerable about things. Like I have a really hard time with that. And that's why I say yes to a lot of things because, mm-hmm. um, what I figured out is that if I'm busy, then I don't have to feel anything. True. Period. You know what I mean? So if, like you get, you know, it's easy to have surface relationships and all that. And if you, you're to the point where you don't feel anything, then what does it matter? You're too busy to do that. You're too busy to yeah. get caught up in that. And so um, that's an excuse, I think. That's a, that's a defense mechanism yeah. for not wanting to be hurt. So that's what I think. But you mm-hmm. unpack that with your own therapist because I'm for expensive. sure. I will say <laughs> just to add on to this, I have cried during books. Books oh, have okay. made well, me there cry. You go. Okay, maybe and that's it. Maybe it's a little different thing. Yeah. Like Let's Charlie move on. and Chocolate I, Factory. Like, did you no. cry during that? What was that? Charlotte's Web. The I one cried. I ugly <laughs> cried at was um, a dog's purpose. A dog's purpose. Oh, fu- no fucking way! No way am I watching I that. Cr- no way am I reading that. The whole book, I'd be like this. He's gonna die soon. Uh, John was like, "What's wrong with you?" It wasn't even the end of the book. It was just the end of one section, mm, and I lost nope, it. No, nope. yeah, I won't watch. I can't. I can't. That is do a it. trigger warning, people. Cannot, Brace yourselves for cannot. that. Not cannot yeah. watch things about because i immediately think of my dogs and you know how much i love them and that's you know just, what i just thought of i so i read i just read all the jurassic park books both of them and then i watched look all at the you movies. like consuming michael Crichton shit all day long like er jurassic I park i know she's it's like ridiculous. i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna read the the firm or whatever congo is next congo um. is next yeah you're going through all the 90s shit Man, so, that guy got paid in the 90s. Dude. Oh, my he God. Paid. He's written a shit ton of books. But um, so I was watching. I read Jurassic Park and I started watching all the movies. And the very last Jurassic World Part 2. When Vince with, Vaughn dies? No, I don't know. No, <laughs> with Chris Pratt and oh, gotcha, some redheaded okay. chick. Um, there's a brontosaurus. So the island is that they're on, Isla Sorna, is there is a volcano there and it's erupting. And so they're trying to get the dinosaurs off you know, um, before these millionaire scientists do so they can try to sell them, whatever. So they're trying to protect these dinosaurs. They couldn't save a brontosaurus. So at the end of a pier, there's a brontosaurus, like, 
left alone while all this lava and stuff is coming towards him and i that i did get teary <laughs> and i'm like i'm too invested in this shit i can't cry over dinosaurs like, what about me? To- that's all it was that's really uh, what it was he was crying oh i couldn't take it see Anyways. it's easier just to keep people at arm's length because then you don't <laughs> feel because i already feel like i don't want to read that book because of that now yeah like, not that i was going to but uh-huh. I, st- I don't want to even see that movie now. Like, yeah, <laughs> that that movie was rough. And I'm like, why am I getting upset over dinosaurs? These aren't. He's a fictitious if- dinosaur. Yes. Even- Trust me. Nobody knows what a dinosaur was feeling ever. That dinosaur could have been an asshole. It could have been a sociopath. You totally. Yeah. Probably stomped on other dinosaurs. He we don't probably know. ate vegetables because he likes stepping on, you know, other living he creatures. He got a thrill. That, uh, yeah, he got a thrill. He was Ugh, sick. What a anyway. weirdo. All right. So here's here Anyways. Right here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, what am I playing next? What am I playing next? What am I playing next? What did you just play? You played Adele. Which I played like. Adele. Oh, we're going to play... Um, we're going to play Beyonce because she deserves yeah. to be on this list. That's How why could I didn't she play not Beyonce. be in? That's why I didn't play Oh, was that the anyway. artist? That was one of them. Oh. There's Beyonce. Sorry. There's some other ones. Anyway, so she covered um, Etta James. She covered At Last. And I think she did a amazing job at this cover. So we're knocking out two divas with one stone here. And we're doing um, At Last by Beyonce. My love has come along. My lonely days are Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was for that movie Cadillac Records, which I've never, I haven't seen. I've never I seen that either. I've never seen that either, but that's a really good, I mean, Etta James is hard, you know, that's why nobody covers her, mm-hmm. it's just hard, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, you know, the quintessential wedding and funeral song and whatever else, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I don't know, I guess it works both ways. Um, mm-hmm. That's a hard one to follow too, because uh, any song you play is going to sound mousy compared to that uh, yeah. next, unless it was, I guess I could do... I'll do Aretha Franklin later. I got, I got oh, good. Good, good. Yeah. Good, good, Because uh, Aretha Franklin does the best scene ever in the Blues Brothers. Just the <laughs> funniest scene ever. It's so <laughs> rad. Uh, and I love that version of Freedom she does, so I'll probably play that. But uh, this person counts as a diva because she played the Super Bowl. That has okay. to be a modern version Oh, that's of a, a prerequisite. Right? It's yeah, in right? the contract. So, I wouldn't think of her as a diva otherwise, uh, but she played the Super Bowl, so she has to be. Uh, so it's Katy Perry. Play the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, but I'm going to have her do not uh, not a diva song just because I'll find a way to put um, Adam Schlesinger into anything. So she's actually covering <laughs> a Fountains of Wayne song. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> so this is Hackensack uh, by Fountains of Wayne as interpreted by Katy Perry, which I think is pretty rad that she did the song. So anyway, here it is. I saw you talking to Christopher Walken on my TV. I'm not a big Katy Katy Perry fan. Um, yeah, me neither. But that's, 
I think if she sang more like that, I would be into her. Yeah. Um, I, like that was, that was like some good... kind of MTV unplugged or something. It's just weird that oh, she would pick that song because okay. at the yeah. time the song was probably 15 years old and not even a, a single. It was a. It's off of a you know just regular record. I mean I don't know like I don't know why you. I don't know. I don't know why you. I wonder that song. if she had like a, a connection or like a maybe new. Maybe Schlesinger wrote something for her. I don't know, and, and she's yeah. like, oh, as a tribute, I'll I'll do this. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, really great songs. I just love that guy's songs. Anyway, so that was good. I, I had to fit her in. Fit her in where? Fit in where you get in, player. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Who's am I gonna play here? We're at song number 11, 12, 13, 14. So, oh, I have two songs. You have one more song. Okay. So I'm going to play Tina Turner. Um, I have yet to watch. I have yet to watch that new, is it documentary or film about her? That's on HBO. I've seen it on there. I I haven't, I don't know. (laughs) I haven't watched it. So, but I will. Um, I heard. Yeah, I heard it's really good. I haven't seen it yet, but she is. She has uh, survived through a lot, and yeah, yeah, for sure. She is still an amazing person. Not to mention to be a to be a black woman in the South, you know, mm-hmm. in the '60s anyway, and then yeah, to find your voice, and then have an abusive husband, and then you know, make yes. it in your own in the '80s. It's like wow, that's just crazy. And I remember seeing a snippet from that newer doc or something, or read an article, or like basically, she has to watch or be asked about that relationship over and over and over again yeah so like yes she's this famous talented woman but that's what she gets asked about constantly so she has to relive that trauma constantly you know instead of asking her about mad max which you should be asking her about the fact that she was in mad max no beyond thunderdome (laughs) or the fact that that you know she toured all through the south she probably played the Chitlin circuit like like Ray Charles did, and a lot of those artists mm-hmm. did at that time. Uh, you know, had a really interesting career, and watching the span of music and lifestyle totally change, and her mm-hmm. fan base totally change over that time. Instead of asking cool questions like that to where how how she handled that, or when did she realize she'd crossed over, and now white audiences loved her, like you know, like those are cool and interesting things to ask. And people ask her about Ike Turner. Well, okay, yeah, she yep. caught she. She was in an abusive relationship. She caught a few beings from Mike Turner and, and mm-hmm. took her a long time to get away from him. Okay, next. Yeah. That was also 45 years ago. You know, so. And, um, her famous song was, no, that wasn't The Bodyguard. Never mind. No. she. What's no. Love Got to Do With It was her 80s famous yeah. song. Yeah. So, yeah, that was. And wasn't uh, that, a, that was they the did movie, a movie, right? Yeah, they did a movie about and her And I think that's, that's the context of it. Angela like, Bassett played her in the movie. Yeah, they were like, yeah. oh, you have to watch this over and over and over again. Like, your relationship is out on display for literally, right. you know, the yeah. world to see. Like, that's yeah. super difficult. And um, I do believe it was up for Oscars and stuff. Like, it, it wasn't just a flash in the pan. Like, it went through mm-hmm. the award season, too, which sucks because it takes that entire life cycle of that movie and carries it out for another Even nine longer, months. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. Did we even listen to the song? No. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll play the song right now. Hey, man. Insert, insert Step one, song here. Play the song. <laughs> Step two, talk about the song. <laughs> All right, here's Proud. Sorry, my dog. Shut up. Shut it. Ugh. The neighbors are in the hallway. 
Um, here is Proud Mary by Tina Turner. That's a great song. That isn't um, mm. the fact that could also be a stolen song as well uh, from the stolen black artists is uh, Creedence Clearwater Re- Revival sold stole it like ten years later and did a did their own version of that. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolling on the river for huh. sure. I don't think I knew that. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, but anyway, that's a great song. And the fact that you could say one thing. I'm out there being a toxic relationship but their voices are great together where he's doing that low mm-hmm. end with it he's their voices sound totally unique which better yeah. than good is unique you know it's <laughs> so yeah i uh i respect that i, I respect yeah. i respect her and uh they made great music together and you know obviously she did pretty well for herself she's still a legend so yeah. and yeah, i turn i don't know that i turner's a footnote but um He's definitely not at the forefront of the conversation when you talk about Ike and Tina Turner, you know, no, which is it's great. Definitely her. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So I'm going to play "Think" uh, by Aretha Franklin. I absolutely love this song. Um, she put it on a record, but it's actually uh, it's used in the Blues Brothers so well. Uh, where uh, if you haven't seen the Blues Brothers, dude. Just watch the film. It's old, yes. Okay, I get it. It's not in HD. Yes, I get it. <laughs> they destroy a mall in that movie. They yeah. drive cars through a mall, and there's no way you could make that up back then. They decided to pay the damages. You know, they they mm-hmm. had a they had like several crazy car crashes, like chips style car crashes, in the in that movie. And it, and my favorite part is when uh, they got to get the band together. They're on a mission from God. They got to get the band back together, and they go in to find uh, Mad Guitar Murphy, who is cooking fried chicken at a soul restaurant, and his oh, wife, who's played, shit. By, oops, sorry, his wife sorry. is played by Aretha Franklin, tells him to think about his actions because you know if he go, they still owe him money, and <laughs> if he leaves, if he leaves with them, that their marriage is going to be over or whatever, and so she sings this song, which is her own, called "Think," and. Uh, I just I just love her voice in this. So here's Aretha Franklin. newfound love and respect for Aretha I just watched or recently watched it was on National Geographic or no the History Channel they did like a docu-drama series on her life mm-hmm. um she had a terrible life or a very rough life yeah I don't um, know anything but about she's yeah oh yeah I watch that yeah yeah it was cheesy but it was good um but yeah I love her she's great uh, she's she's really good, a yeah. total diva. She carried her purse on stage with her, you know. Yeah. Every performance she wore, line, her man. she kept her purse. Yep, it was her money. She was it's not letting money, anyone man. 
because so many of her early relationships were her boyfriend slash manager where they would just beat the shit out of her and take her money and stuff like that so you know what she held on to it when she She held on to that cash yeah 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 uh the beginning of that the beginning of that uh song i realized is sampled in the third talk about stolen again black artists uh not that they count, I don't think, uh, but the all-white rap group from the 80s, um, Third mm-hmm. Base, sampled that for, uh, for the Gas Face song that they have. It's pretty, pretty funny. Anyway, when I heard that piano thing going and going and going like that, it was, it's almost like a perfect sample the way it is, the way they play it. And you yeah. could basically put that, put that in a loop and run that the entire song, and that would be your rhythm section the whole song. So that piano stuff, I, I, hadn't, I guess I'd heard it before, but I never heard it that way. So, yeah. Go listen to Third Base. You want to hear that sample again and again because it's there. It's like the main part of their song. But anyway, um, maybe um, the Blues Brothers is the next movie. Uh, oh Bite God, me it's should so do on good. Twitch. Oh, it's so. That'd be good. a fun one. It's so it's so rad. It's such a yeah. They were talking about it. I think they're going to do Spice World instead. You got to understand mm-hmm. the demographic. You know. The, yeah, 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 for sure. But but the, uh, if you ever go down the route of like bands and movies or like oh, fictional man. there's bands, so many great you know? people in that movie john lee mm-hmm. hooker's in that i mean re- i mean you know uh recording live and 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 all the great music ray charles i mean ray charles mm-hmm. plays a blind pawn shop well, of course he plays a blind <laughs> he plays a blind yeah. pawn shop like dealer who sells uh no not i think it's used uh, musical equipment and mm-hmm. he's just so ready to like shoots a guy like he's blind it's hilarious <laughs> i it, 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 it's old though so it doesn't it's like old. yeah it doesn't I, yeah uh, whatever whatever i don't remember if it held up for me the same way it held up for you but well i so funny. i watched it when i was when i was a very little kid and i remember mm-hmm. being hilarious it's like watching airplane in those movies yeah. it's like they're just they're just funny you know uh that they're they're kind of funny they just don't do anymore you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which that might be racist or sexist. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm sure just... if you go back and watch Airplane, it's probably. Not oh, the yeah. Best. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just rad because they tackle racism and stuff, too. It's like, damn, mm-hmm. I, they, these Illinois Nazis are after him. Damn, I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead with yours. With your this is your final song. This is the final diva on this mixtape. And I'm <clears throat> torn. But I think we should play. Torn, Natalie Brule. <laughs> good choice no. yeah i mean we've never Gone played that song before no fuck i didn't even think of selena oh you're fucked and i'm i'm listening to a really good podcast called anything for selena it's about this woman maybe my age who um family came from across the border in texas for work and so she, they would always go back and forth across the border. But so she grew up as this not really American, but not really Mexican because everyone kind of all her friends in Mexico turned her back on her. But when she became American uh, and then she didn't right. really speak English, so blah, 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 all that stuff. But yeah, she actually, you know, it's like her finding Selena and Selena is, um, you know, this Mexican woman, American woman born here in the States, but can't really speak Spanish. She can sing Spanish. She becomes this icon, all that. And she actually talks to Selena's dad too which is a really hard interview to come by um but it's really good so far so it's that 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 dichotomy is that dichotomy that of being american and mexican and idolizing this pop star so duality probably more than yeah duality thank you (laughs) i don't know words here but you know what heck with it we're gonna play selena now that you oh there it is reminded me bitty bitty bum bum here it comes no 
Hell no, we're not playing bitty bitty bomb bomb. They want to fall in love. That'd be great. That'd be great too. Stall, 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 stall. When I fall in love with you. I'm gonna play my one of my favorite Selena songs just because it's a fun one. It's called Techno Cumbia. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a fun. It's a fun party song. that song i've heard that song before um mainly is it from the tv show <laughs> i've watched uh, it's a couple played of shows on the TV show. Yeah, yeah. yeah they play on the tv show and uh her brother as the writer of a lot of that i didn't realize mm-hmm. that he produced and wrote a lot of those songs oh yeah he did everything yeah yeah he did everything so it's pretty solid and yeah i mean the dad i don't know man i don't know you gotta have a lot of faith he, in your family and yeah. to be able to put them out there like that i don't know that i could do that you know, so I mean, yeah. Well, Whatever. in that podcast, they were showing, and they she played a clip um, of Selena when she was younger, and they're like, "What do you like best and least about being a in this band?" And she's like, "Well, I'm I'm helping support my family. Like yeah. this is that was the family's main source of income yeah. after yeah, they sure. went bankrupt, and like, well, great." that you love your family but it's also a lot of pressure to put on a kid and i can't imagine everything we don't know about that family's relationship Um, like yeah and and my only thing would be like if if you think about it there it was a family band right so everybody was in it and she was the front person and then it became her right Mm -hmm. they only wanted to really sign her Mm -hmm. so i think yeah i think i mean you can't just put the brother and make him the front person. You know what I mean? Like you have to want it. I, that's my well, thing. That's about being why, a, yeah. a front person Go band. You gotta want it. Like you gotta want to mm-hmm. be that person. You can't just reluctantly. If you're the reluctant lead singer, you end up turning into XTC or a band like that that you know can't tour because the guy's got stage fright. You know what I mean? It's like. Oh, it's, I didn't uh, know that. Oh yeah, I really Andrew like Partridge XTC. can't tour. Oh. He can't tour because mm-hmm. stage fright. Another good documentary yeah. on a Showtime. They've got plenty of docs, music docs. They have an XTC okay. doc that's I'll pretty good. I'll have to look good. for that because I. Okay. Um. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, so I, I agree with you. I don't think any kid should have to, you know, support the family, uh, although mm-hmm. I don't think it started out that way. I think it was like, okay, well, the dad knew how to be a musician, and that's kind of – had he been a carpenter, they might all be carpenters. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, Yeah, totally. I don't know. I don't know. It, I, it spiraled I, after he lost his, his job. Yeah, his job, right. And that's, yeah. that's when they became – and they had the nothing band. to lose, but they did have this one talent where they could all play together and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So for that, I kind of have respect for him. Um, mm-hmm. It's got to be hard, though, to be oh, yeah. 24-7. Like, ugh. I mean, how do at you, least Dwight a band and you Christina deal with it? You know, Dwight as a front person right. every night, show after show, club after club. What I know. Do do? It's, it, there's so many open, like, open button shirts and gold chains <laughs> with Dwight. It's like, you know, he's like, dude, man, dude, man. And, you know, with a small face, all the. He only wants green M&Ms because it makes yeah, girls horny. Yeah, and then you know what? Yeah. We tell him it's cocaine, but it's baking soda, and we just mm-hmm. let him snort that, mm-hmm. and whatever. It's like, he's like, man, this is good. I'm like, you don't even know. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the intervention's coming. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and, you know, he's letting his nails grow long now and scratches every time he, like, jumps on me. It's a whole oh, thing. Oh, God. Yeah, so. It's his uh, diva stage. Right. Uh, the one thing I liked about that song was the keyboards. And I just wanted to ask you about them. They're very keyboardy. <laughs> I don't know what the right term is for that. But yeah, like, I don't know either. Uh, those are uh, there. There's that's there. There definitely is a Yamaha DX7 element in that song, which is that that's that very, very 90s, 80s, 90s, 80s style 90s, keyboard. Yeah. There is that. And there's a lot of compression there and a lot of electronic drums. So. Yeah, I guess that Cumbia style from that point, there's there's still a lot of that um, in, oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in that style. Mm-hmm. So uh, they just ran with it. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. I mm-hmm. I, I stopped kind of um, judging or hating people on their equipment that they use to make it because just, that's just dumb. I mean, Oh, I wasn't doing it to, like, judge their equipment. I just want to know what that specific, like, that was a think, very specific to the time type a, of sound. Yeah. It's, it's either yeah. a Yamaha DX7 or an old Roland keyboard that they used uh, for that. And they probably used a sequencer and all this weird stuff to get all the drum triggers. Right. And yeah, there's that, that was a, that was a Depeche mode type event there. They were doing only uh, a little different. Right. So, cause I, I was going to choose Aretha Franklin um, and the Annie Lennox song sisters doing it for themselves. Oh yeah. 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 And I'm like, Oh, that has that same like eighties yeah, yeah, sound sure, to it. Like, sure. and it got me thinking like that part in Aretha's life was, probably really difficult because you were huge in the 60s and 70s and you were young and now you're still a singer and a lot of these women you're still famous but are you as sexy and attractive and like do people want to hear you the same way you were like that's such a hard stage to get through yeah. as an artist but well, when I you're think- a diva though i think that's so you can do it I mean? and that's like, why you're so a diva because you've gotten through all of that yeah. yeah when i was a kid i went to see benny uh bb uh, king play and mm-hmm. it was amazing that it was packed out of all these people watching this guy who sat in a chair to play guitar the entire time like mm-hmm. he didn't he was too old and and you know kind of too heavy and he had diabetes you know to stand the entire time he stood for one song maybe two and mm-hmm. then he sat the rest of the time and he was so good that it didn't matter you know what I mean? Like it's uh, I think that there's a level of stardom that you get to where people just kind of they've tied so much great experiences to their lives based on your music that you could put it through a kazoo and nobody would really care as long as yeah. you were doing it. So uh, that's the um, that's the difference between people who are touring and trying to make it and people who are established, you know, and, and if you're a diva where you've had one or two huge, huge records, people have had sex to your music. They've been married to your music. They've had tragedies happen around your music they've had all this stuff your music was there for them and that's kind of what it takes to be a lasting artist forever you know yeah. it's it, it's there's nothing else to it i mean it's the uh it literally is the uh the score to your to your to your life good or bad so anyway um well, but that was a good i think that was a good uh, mixtape though yeah well, that's like a good it. one i like that one uh we Anyone? already plugged everything in the beginning so we don't have yeah. anything to plug now in the app thank in the god app. you can just right? turn this off yeah you, the listener, not the listener. Us. The listener's like, this. so it was an hour of podcast and 22 minutes of you guys just, you know, shoot the shit. Basically, you know what? Happens. We don't see each other a lot. We exactly. see each other once every once a week, once every once two weeks, a week, once every two. Who knows? We got to get all this out. Got to get all. How have you been? How is everybody? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Okay, great. So yeah. that's that's how with a lot of that, a lot of cordials. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that was uh, that, that. I think that's a really good mix and good topic for divas. And maybe next time we'll do. Uh, 
we'll do side ones, track ones. Side, side ones, track ones. Track ones. Side That's ones, track one. ones. Yeah. I like and that. then uh, there's uh, there's some good ones. There's some really bad ones too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> But so, that's yeah. our job to find. It's actually point, right? uh, the sound clip you need to pull is from High Fidelity because they actually have oh, that God. as one of their top fives. Top five side ones, track ones. And the guys like London calling the Clash. They're like, oh, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> 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 <They're all laughs> so on him. I <laughs> can't pick Beethoven's that? fifth. <laughs> off, of, off of Beethoven number five. <laughs> oh, I gotta <laughs> watch funny. that again. I still love John Cusack. Me too. Anyways, all right. This is hour and twenty four minutes. Let's go. Well, let's go. And then, where can people reach us? Just so they, in case they care. At mixtape mixtape podcast on Instagram or mixtape mixtape podcast dot com. You can find us. We're also on Facebook. Mixtape mixtape podcast podcast. You can find us there. There you go. We don't post a lot. Frankly, I, I have too much to do to like sit on the internet. I'll try, <laughs> but no, at least you'll know. When I don't know if you get this, folks, out. but we stopped caring years ago. So <laughs> 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 <how> it works. <laughs> I was thinking the other day. I was like, I need a new project. And I was like, Wait a minute! You don't even do the projects you have now. Why do you need a new project? Yeah, exactly. Stop. Exactly. Okay. All right. Anyways. All right. Bye, I'll everybody. see you next time. Bye bye. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram at fa- and Facebook at Mixtape Mixtape Podcast Podcast for show notes, pictures. Ugh. If, if you-, you enjoyed listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And take three. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mixtape Mixtape Podcast Podcast for show notes, pictures, and behind the scenes snaps. And while you're at it, head over to. Don't fuck up. Better leather, leather, better leather, leather, better. <laughs> and while you're at it, head over to our website at mixtapemixtapepodcast.com for complete playlists as well as links to all the songs on Spotify. Hey, I worked really hard on putting those playlists up. Or did you work really hard on avoiding other responses? Hey, don't worry about that. Just don't forget to tell your friends. One more thing. Or is it one more thing? <laughs> Not that. Okay. <laughs> One more thing. We know you're busy people, but go ahead and click to review. Give us a five-star rating or comment on whichever podcast platform you found us on. See See ya. ya!